Nation, everybody. Welcome back. It's another Tuesday, and we are here on Fingers Crossed Podcast to have another... Did I just say podcast instead of podcast? I don't know what you say. I never listen. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, she's kidding. Um, It's My brain is definitely not fully recovered. I got back from Europe less than 48 hours ago. I guess now it's been about 48 hours exactly. But my brain is not caught up. I think my brain is still in Amsterdam and still pursuing a life of adopting a goat and staying in the Netherlands forever. Right. So um, my thoughts just aren't quite coherent. But welcome to the episode, everyone. We're so excited to be back with you, the both of us. Both of us. Here. Just the two of us. <laughs> yes. Just the Reunited two of us. and it feels so good. Yeah, we literally have been so like opposite time zones because obviously we already have a time difference being on the east and west coast. And, and then, then adding in that you're six hours ahead. You guys, while she was gone, the amount of unread text messages I had sent Christy was like five pages long. I'm like, you need this and how about for the podcast? It's okay. I just did this. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and do this. I would wake up to an entire personal essay from Sierra Green and then I'd be like, oh, okay. And then it would be like a whole range of emotions in that like series of text But then at the end too. of it, because you weren't responding, I would have solved it. And you're like, great. Now I don't need to respond because you solved the issue. Exactly. <sighs> We love long distance friendships, but yes, we are back together on the mic or the separate mics, I should say, because we're not in the same room still. Sad, but sadly, we will be in the same time zone because, well, actually the week that you're listening to this, it is Thanksgiving week here in the United States, everyone. The day after tomorrow, really, it'll be the day of gratitude and turkey and vegetarian options if you don't eat turkey and And gravy on everything yes loved ones all the above gravy on your loved ones (laughs) gravy on your okay if we're going there we have always well always we've had one year of this podcast prior to this and now we have a tradition where we kind of just like make seasonal holiday-ish episodes and last year for thanksgiving we did an episode all about gratitude just kind of like conceptually just talking about what gratitude means for us how sometimes you know if you frame it wrong it could backfire or like be used in an unhealthy way if you use it as kind of like people weaponizing gratitude in a sense of like making it a negative thing if you're not grateful etc and how you can kind of like change your mindset around gratitude and this year we kind of wanted to expand on that and revisit like where we were then and how that toxic positivity you know, use of gratitude didn't serve us and how we've learned to Mm -hmm. implement it in our lives and like actual tips and tricks and things that we've learned through life, therapy, journaling, whatever it is, and like how you can actually implement gratitude in your life and things that have helped us. And we're kind of just doing a catch-up episode along with that too. So we're kind of doing a little catch-all Thanksgiving week, reflecting, being grateful, catching up, being with loved ones on the podcast, all of that good stuff. Yeah, that was a great introduction. Thank you, Christy. Thank Um, you. I feel like I'm back to the thing where I just keep talking and talking and then um, Sierra doesn't cut me off the way that I cut her off. And so she just lets me keep talking. And then finally, I'm like, wow, I said way too much. Back to you. you, You're great. (laughs) I think that, and we'll get into this in a minute, I think that gratitude can honestly be kind of a triggering word to some people, you know, and I think I've experienced that too, just because I think so many people like talk about gratitude in kind of an unhealthy way because they're they you know are not 
they're not allowing space for the time when life sucks, you know? And, and, you know, I feel like so many times people are like, oh, well, life sucks, but you got to remember your gratitude. And like, that's just not what you want to hear when or like, life you'll is be a going completely wrong. happy person if you just focus on if gratitude. If you just focus on gratitude, you'll change your life. And it's like, okay, well, sometimes- There is truth to that. There but. is truth to it, but it's all in the delivery. And I think so many people that preach gratitude, they deliver it all wrong to people who are struggling. And mm-hmm. I think that's really something we want to talk about today is- how to find gratitude when life sucks. You know that it doesn't have to be either you're grateful or life sucks. You can be grateful and life can suck at the moment. You know what I mean? Right, so that's right. that's where we want to go with this episode today to make it super relatable and realistic and to give you guys actual tools. Because in this last year since we did that episode, we've both grown so much and we've learned a lot and explored different topics on the podcast specifically like toxic positivity, like yes. you know, mental health and you know, having our own tools of understanding and processing those emotions that are associated with that like guilt and gratitude complex that we kind of wanted to bring that aspect in and kind of give a little contrast of where we were then and how, you know, the things that we've learned now can maybe help you as well um, and just have a conversation about it. So kind of like building on that, you know, when things are rough, when you're in a pandemic, when things are not going your way, but also finding gratitude without making it a toxic positivity kind of dilemma. So yeah, exactly what you said. I think yeah, well said. And I'm excited to get into this episode. I think it'll be really me interesting. Me too. I have and- so much to share. You're going to have to cut me off at some point because I've been listening. I've been really, really focusing on my personal growth and like mental um, mindfulness in this last six months, especially. And I've taken about like seven different audio master classes on different topics. And one of them is about like tools of gratitude that are proven to boost happiness levels. And I'm just so excited to share what I've learned in that master class with you guys. So um, oh, I'm so excited to hear it. I love that for you. I I didn't even know that you were doing this on the side, this like class personal development thing. Like it's, it's been changing my life and I've been listening to them on my commutes and that's been helping me so much because I hate my commutes because I just am angry in traffic constantly. (laughs) And I figured if I can take this time to learn and to grow and to work on myself and to work on tools that can help me be a more mindful person during this time that I normally hated, now I can find something to look forward to. And it's been really life-changing. So um, oh, love it. I can't I'm wait excited to hear. about it. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that's what we love about this podcast is just like sitting down, having conversations, sharing information, you know, like bringing on guests that are relatable or just like bringing in our experiences or the things and tools that we pick up that might be useful to you and also like relatable to you that are listening to this. So um, yeah, I'm excited to hear what Sierra learned in her masterclass and what I probably pulled out of my ass. <laughs> Your masterclass. <laughs> So we've got a master class and Steve pulled it out of her master class. Perfect. (laughs) But before that, we do have to catch you up because it has been two weeks since we've been back together on the microphone. And actually, it's been more than that because the episode before I left was pre-recorded. So it's been a long time since we've had this time to catch up to this platform, this space to share. Yes, exactly. So do you want to start talking about the, the goat that got away? The goat that got away. Honestly, I don't even know why I'm harping on that because it's not like I saw like an abundance of goats in the Netherlands. I think I'm just projecting my love of goats onto my love of the Netherlands and putting them together. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, so you didn't see a single goat in the Netherlands? No, I saw some, but I it wasn't like an integral defining part of my experience in the Netherlands the way I would make it seem on social media. But so. like you see something you love in a place you love and therefore all that love is being centered upon a certain place and you can create this, this you know, idyllic image. That was so perfect did you get that from an astro class 
<laughs> anyway, yes, yes, essentially, um, if you don't know, which I probably have not shut up about it, and I don't want to go too much into this because, like, if you follow me on other platforms, I'm posting vlogs from this trip on YouTube, and I posted stories while I was there on Instagram and everything, so I don't want to make this super repetitive, but I did go to Europe for the first time since the pandemic started, and I went on a work trip. I am so grateful, once again, back to the gratitude thing, which honestly, this has been a whole year of gratitude because I've learned so many things about like what I like and need for myself in work. And I feel like this aspect of it really highlighted. It was like a pinnacle of I found this job that's like really in alignment with me and gave me really insane opportunities like being able to travel and go to a different country for work that I just feel like unbelievably grateful for. Um, so yeah, back to gratitude. I got to go to, well, first I stopped in Paris, which was not really part of the work trip. I just had to go there to get a COVID pass. Mm-hmm. It's kind of confusing with Europe and their various, like the EU has some standard universal rules, but a lot of them are just country to country. And like Paris is, or France is one of the only places you can get a vaccine card that's like acknowledged in the EU if you're a foreigner, uh-huh. which is really confusing so whatever so I did that (laughs) so I had a full day not a full day I had several hours to myself in Paris just flouncing around and living out my dreams and crying on the streets of how beautiful it was because it was like a sunny day and I just the world was my oyster I is it possible to go to Paris and just not cry on the street because I've done that also (laughs) I literally was in Paris and when the Eiffel Tower lit up on the hour I didn't know it did that with the sparkly thing I literally just bawled in the street I was like no and every friend I've been with when I've gone to Paris has had the same experience so it's it's I think it's part of the experience is just crying on the street so yes I did that cried on the streets um walked around took the train took the tram had a lunch outside on a cafe with my espresso you mean alfresco dining is that what it's called alfresco yeah it means outside essentially eating outside is alfresco i've never heard that term yes i was alfresco dining and yeah it was lovely um anyway i said i wasn't gonna harp on this whole trip and that was literally like a blip on the 10 days so yes did that and then we went to belgium we were in brussels for a few days and i didn't get to explore that much because we had like team meetings starting there So I was in meetings, but we also did like some fun things like out in the city together, which was cool. And we have some colleagues that are based in Brussels Mm -hmm. who hosted us there. So they were able to like give us more like local context and like explaining things from the point of view of someone who grew up there, that kind of thing. And um, I did miss out on a day, though, because I had to quarantine to get a negative test. So I was in my Airbnb for a day, but that's fine. I mean, I was there for work anyway, so I was trying not to do the whole oh my god I should be out and exploring and using every second of my life to like do everything in a new country kind of thing because sometimes you gotta follow the rules yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) and they're there for a good reason like I didn't want to go and just like spread COVID if I had it but I did so all is well but yeah that was one of the days and then from there we went to the Netherlands and um, I was in a few different cities I was in Utrecht which I had never been to before and I love it it's like the cutest, smaller, clean kind of Amsterdam without the like drug tourism that Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I shouldn't say that. But Amsterdam is known as like, you know, kind of like a sin city kind of thing where people go and like do crazy whatever. things. Yeah. Yes. And Utrecht is not like that and it's less touristy. So it was mm-hmm. really cool to like get that experience. And um, a lot of my colleagues are based there. So it was good to like meet people 
who are from there and like understand them in their home and actually go into their homes. Like I went over to a coworker's house where he cooked his dinner and just like met his family and just like having that personal connection to people at work and understanding them and like going out with them and hanging out. I don't know. Like I've never had that experience with coworkers besides other interns when I was interning in DC of like being close with them. Like in my last few contract jobs, whether it was like because we were fully remote or I was working with people that weren't really like in my age group or like I didn't relate to very much or something like I've never really had close friendships or connections from work. And it just made me really grateful for that aspect, too. Yeah. Um, So it was just a really cool experience. And I went to The Hague for the first time and I love The Hague, you guys. I want to move there genuinely. That's where there's a lot of like international institutions the international um court of justice is there uh icc like so many things blah 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 again you don't need the details but they also i didn't know this they have a beach and the beach Mm. in the hague was just like cannon beach well not really but it was so much like the northwest because i realized that it's very similar is that latitude or longitude when it's straight across that would be Oh, I don't know. God, I always stupid. mix them up because I swear, I swear latitude was straight across. But then I, I remember learning a long time ago that I was wrong the entire time and that it was not intuitive. So either way, um, they're similar set on the distance to the equator, I will say. So that it had like a very similar vibe. Like it was cold and like 55 degrees, cloudy at the beach, people still walking on the beach, like just such a similar vibe to the Northwest. And it felt like home and it was just so cute. And all the people there. I don't know. I could go on and on, but I just had such a great experience and loved being there. And I just want to live in the Netherlands now. So <laughs> that's all I'll say on that. But did you like latitude? I Googled it. Latitude is horizontal. Okay, good. So I was right. Latitude. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, we did another. It was actually kind of bad timing because as soon as we got to the Netherlands, they went in a semi-lockdown. Oh, um, dear. Yeah. They had their highest case number since the beginning of the pandemic like the yeah what yeah they had like sixteen thousand new cases in a day when we got there or something like that which wow yeah it's a lot so they had to go into a semi-lockdown where they basically just closed restaurants and bars at 8 p.m so they just closed things early was essentially the lockdown um and then there was probably other restrictions on like work and stuff that didn't quite apply to us but that had to shift some of the meetings that we were there for. So we kind of had to adapt and like didn't quite get the full program that we were hoping for that we were planning the trip around. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still got to do a lot of in-person meetings and things that we wouldn't have been able to do virtually. And so it, it was all worth it, but it was definitely not exactly what we had in mind. But, you know, that's the that's nature always of life, COVID. though, is, is that like yeah. you have an expectation or a hope or a, a plan and then something comes along to throw a wrench in it. It's just. Right. And like, especially now, it's essentially just like mirroring last year how cases started going up in the early November again, because things are getting cold and people are going inside. And yeah, yeah, it's just the nature of, you know, living in this pandemic affected world. So anyway, but yes, like we were cautious. We did have negative tests to go places. And um, I had a negative test to come back to the States and everything. So like we did our due diligence and yeah, but still, um, it was a great time otherwise. And again, it was just so cool to actually meet colleagues in person that I only knew virtually and like get to see them in their own homes and context mm-hmm. and like 
kind of like how we were talking about with Sophie, where it's um, obviously it's different when it's your best friend from college and like seeing them in their hometown, but just like having a better understanding of someone based on like where they come from. I think it tells you a lot about them. I had a great experience with it and I'm just really glad that I was able to go. So yeah, End of monologue. Think, <laughs> Sorry no, I'm sure after. No, it's great. I'm sure, like you said, after so long of working remotely, it's probably felt very humanizing. You know, everything you got to experience and see, you know? Yeah. And as usual, we are so honored to have HelloFresh sponsoring this episode today with you guys. We love HelloFresh here at Fingers Crossed. I actually made a HelloFresh meal last night and I have leftovers in my fridge that I'm very much looking forward to eating because HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Meal they make kit it so service. fun. Oh, I yes, thought we were saying that. You. You're a little late on sorry. that, but My yeah. bad, yeah. We love HelloFresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they make the most delicious and easy to put together meals for you and your family and your friends and your enemies if you want. It's a great time. Yeah, exactly. You know, what we were just talking about that fall is like going to be really busy with people getting back to their jobs and everyone kind of get into that routine. And with fall being busy, HelloFresh recipes save you time that you would otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, going to the grocery store, looking for parking, all of those really busy things. So you and the can pumpkin get back patch to Trader Joe's. Exactly. So you can get back to what <laughs> matters, which is eating healthy, delicious food that doesn't take your entire day to plan and make, which is why HelloFresh is so great at that. Speaking of fall, the fall harvest is officially on with HelloFresh. Count on seasonal recipes like pumpkin cinnamon rolls, that sounds amazing, and Friendsgiving ready sides, as well as fresh, high quality ingredients that travel from the farm to your front door in less than a week. I personally love HelloFresh because it comes all pre-portioned, ready to make. You don't have any food waste because it's just the amount that you need, which is so nice when I'm just shopping for one person. And then I have leftovers and then I don't have to waste food by getting a bunch of extra stuff. And it just makes it that much easier for me. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FingersCrossed14 and use code FingersCrossed14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash FingersCrossed14. Use that code. Fingers crossed 14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Yay. Well, thanks yeah. for sharing all of that. I was very excited for you that you got to go on into Europe on a work trip. And I mm -hmm. hope that someday I get to as well. Yes, we're manifesting that for you. And if not, you'll come with me in my suitcase. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll fit. I'll just yes. curl up in a tight little ball in the cargo hold. No great. air holes. Just, yeah. Just no vibes. air holes, just vibes. <laughs> Also, my suitcase broke in the middle of the trip. Oh my God. Here's when the little things happen. You guys, this was such a fiasco. I, I don't even think I vlogged about this hardly because I was so frazzled. Basically, I overstuffed my suitcase. It was 55 pounds when I got to the airport. We know that I have a tendency to do this. You do. I took some things out of it and then whatever. I put them back in when I was transferring from one Airbnb to the next hotel. And I was like, oh, it's only a 10-minute walk. Like My suitcase, it was hard to close, but like it closed, right? It was a little stuff, but it was fine. And I'm like, it's only a 10 minute walk to the next hotel. It's such a nice day. I still have time. I'll just walk. I'm walking down the street, <laughs> rolling my suitcase down the cobblestone streets of Dude, Brussels, Belgium. Let me tell you about rolling suitcases <laughs> on cobblestones. I have a story for that too, but oh you keep going. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, this is a little rough, but like, it's fine. So I drag it a little harder and like, suddenly I'm like okay it's not really working to do the like you know when it's on all four wheels and it's supposed to just like glide kind of thing yeah I'm like this isn't really working so I did the thing where the traditional suitcase lean where it's leaning on the two wheels and you drag it behind you and suddenly I'm like just 
trudging ahead like why is this dragging so much <laughs> like this feels so much more resistant than it should i look back the entire suitcase is like half hanging off the hinge <laughs> like open and literally like dragging on the ground the other half of it it's hard to describe but basically the zipper just like came undone from the bottom up and the entire thing was just like bulging out uh-huh <laughs> so then and i don't have cell service because i refuse to get an international plan so then Sounds it's like just you. me and the cobblestone streets and a lack of cell service sitting there on the side of the street in belgium just like huh what do I do about this? Like frantically trying to zip it back up, battling my like giant backpack in the process. Like people are looking at me. This man is like trying to help me. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm fine. And um, finally I was like, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to take the L and just call an Uber. And luckily there was a hotel nearby that I connected to the Wi-Fi and called an Uber. And then he drove me to the hotel and I just didn't deal with it. And then we had to, when we were going to the next hotel a few days later the people in the lobby literally taped up my suitcase oh my god (laughs) which then you probably had to cut open to get into your suitcase yes yes i did and then finally i figured out that like only one of the zippers you know how two zippers meet at the top of a suitcase only one of them was broken so i just zipped the other one all the way around after i took some of the things out actually Mm -hmm. the next time and I bought a luggage strap to put around it, and then it yeah. was fine. And I brought it back to the states, and I still have it. I'm looking at it right now, and one of the fondly. is still broke. Fondly, we've been through a lot together, me and the suitcase. And people were messaging me like, "Why don't you just buy a new suitcase?" And I don't think you guys understand like how cheap I am with certain things. I'm like, oh, I I know. Yeah, Sierra understands, but like, I'm the type where if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and if it is broke, then Jerry deal with it. it. <laughs> yeah, keep going until it literally disintegrates in your hand. Literally, that is me. Um, so this if is what I'm thinking. If it's not in though. flames, if it's not in flames, <laughs> then it's still and even usable. then, like it's probably still salvageable to an extent. That's so true. Um, anyway, so it's a Samsonite that I just got last year for Christmas, and that's why I'm like, I've only had this for less than a year. Like, oh, I don't it might have just a warranty. No, that's what I said. I'm like, I'm gonna take it back. It has a lifetime warranty, I think. So I just need to arrange getting it fixed because I think it's fixable. It's just one of the zippers came off the track. So. A professional yeah. can probably deal with that. So I'm going to try and take it with me back to Oregon and not overpack it and just use my luggage strap uh, situation again. And then um, hopefully they can fix it. Or if not, like I'll replace it. But I didn't want to get a whole new suitcase there and then throw this one out in Europe. Like it yeah. just felt wasteful if I could fix it. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's where we're at. Sorry for another tangent. But um, yeah, so again, I found gratitude in the little things that might have gone wrong on this picturesque ideal trip, ideal looking trip on Instagram. But yes, like we had some bumps and other problems that arose. But regardless, we survived. My suitcase made it back to the States intact. I was a little worried it would explode on the plane, but it didn't. So great. God bless. <laughs> I have learned also that cobblestones ruin suitcases. Yes, when I do was tell. in Europe, my um, it was when I went on that little trip with my friend before the the Chapman theater trip to London. Um, mm-hmm. So we were in um, Munich and then Berlin and Prague before we went to London. And um, my mom loaned me one of her suitcases that I could use. And it had, it was the four wheel kind. And we were also very cheap. We we're college students trying to be as thrifty as possible. So we walked as many places as possible. And after um, the Munich Which- airport, 
always sounds better in theory when you have a it suitcase. does <laughs> and um i also was not used to cobblestones we don't have those here they just don't exist unless like, you're in boston in like old town where i did discover them but like los angeles does not have a cobblestone that's not a thing so <laughs> anyway uh i borrowed my mom's suitcase and we were walking from the munich airport to uh our hotel which ended up being like three miles away so we're like walking oh through God. like munich like and it was beautiful and i enjoyed looking at all the architecture but like i am pulling but also freezing cold because you were there in January. Yeah, it was cold. We were, you know, wearing coats and stuff. But anyway, so me just pulling the suitcase, pulling the suitcase. And I learned as time <laughs> went on that uh, the wheels were getting tougher and tougher to pull. And pretty mm-hmm. much by the end of the trip and then also in London, you know, carrying it all through the city when I got off the train and stuff. I wrecked the wheels. I mean, the wheels just like, I mean, it it essentially was like sandpaper on the wheels. So like they were barely even mm-hmm. round anymore. I mean, it was just like. <laughs> Anyway, and then I gave the suitcase back to my mom after I'd borrowed it, and she was like, you ruined this. <laughs> so anyway. But honestly, like, that's why you have to get heavy-duty wheeled suitcases if you're going to be lugging it around cities and stuff. Like, those things are, it's really rough on them. <laughs> yeah, get a lifetime warranty that includes being a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If they have dumbass insurance, then I'll take uh, the platinum version, please. <laughs> yeah, literally. I need that for many things in my life. Yes. Anyway, so that's what I've been up to the last couple of weeks. And now I just got back on Wednesday and today's Friday. So yesterday I kind of had to settle back in. Um, I've been kind of busy with work because like when you're, I've never done a work trip before, but like when we were there, we're supposed to be dedicating all of our time to like being in the moment, doing our meetings there and like not also doing our New York based work at the same time. Like it's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot to catch up on, even though I was like working the whole time I was there, I still had like tasks that I wasn't focusing on. So now I'm like playing catch up with that. And I had to like rush to finish something this morning. And I'm like trying to balance all of that while getting ready to go back home for Thanksgiving and everything. But anyway, it's a little bit of a crazy few days in between. Um, but Nothing. Well, but thanks good for vibes. making thanks for making time <laughs> to record with me. I appreciate it. Anytime, anything for fingers crossed podcast. But yes, back to you. Now that I've spent half of an hour on this, um, I want to hear what's up with you. I listened to your episode, your Thank solo. You. Guys, can we all just take a moment for how great of a speaker and soloist and just like Aww. great person to listen to Sierra Green is? Because Aww. I think that she could easily kick me off this podcast. I told her before we started recording, like if you want to go solo without me. I understand because I'm so annoying in comparison. Thank you so much. And catching up with you. She even said some things I didn't even know about. Like, I didn't know that you got a new therapist. How was that? I did. Yeah, it's been great. I love her. And it's so, it's so awesome because the last one I didn't really vibe with. And then someone I talked to when I was in high school for like maybe a month, I really didn't vibe with. And Mm -hmm. it just can be just, it's like when you get a bad doctor or like something you don't like, it just, it can be really discouraging against finding some, another one because you just are like oh well it hasn't gone well so far so like I'm or kinda... you like sh- like kind of talk yourself into thinking that it's the right fit and that you need to just like adapt even though and that's how it was with the first gal I was like okay right. I gave her like you know three or four sessions I was like I really want to try this out but like it just wasn't the right fit and like I can tell immediately I've had two sessions with this other gal and she is awesome we just we connect so much better that's um great. and I've learned so much from her already um like some of the things I shared and I, you know, we've, I've been taking notes on her stuff and then I've been kind of reflecting on them every day and it's been great. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. 
the problem is I can't see her forever because it is kind of a consultation based thing. So it's not meant to be like an ongoing partnership. They're sort of meant to assess like what you really need to work on in like up to five sessions. And then you they're supposed to help refer you out to someone to be your long term person. So interesting. I might see if she's willing to do more than five or if I like she has a private practice who that I can, yeah. you know, I'm going to I'm going to look into it. But even if I have to find someone else, it's still very reaffirming that like I did have a successful, you know, connection with somebody. Right. So it can give me hope that if I have to find someone else that I can have a successful connection with them, too. And also what I've loved with her is she's helping me get to the root of like essentially subcategories I want to work on. So for example, then when I go to the, if I have to go to the next person, they'd be like, why are you here? Like, what do you want to work on? I'd be like, well, these, you know, yes. versus last time that happened to me, I just like broke down crying because I was like, um, everything, ah, you know? Right. And so, I think that's so important. Like with therapies having, that's the whole point is like trying to understand yourself better. And sometimes you don't even know what like the root or the category of a problem really is. Like exactly. that's kind of like when I, you know, started meeting with my therapist um, and what like kind of the trigger point for me was like not understanding why my attachment style was the way that it was. And like when we started talking about it, she's like, actually, I think this is the symptom of a different problem and like helped me understand something that I didn't even know about myself. So I think that's so important. And like, yes, it might be a temporary thing, but then from there you can use that tool or that, you know, broader understanding to take to someone else and to like narrow in on what you need to focus on on yourself better. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's something that she's been really great about is, do you remember those quizzes that we used to take when we were kids that were like, they kind of look like a spider web. And it's like, if you say yes or no, then it takes you down this branch. And if you mm -hmm. say yes or no, then it takes you on a separate branch. So she'll ask me those kind of follow-up questions. When we get to something juicy, she'll like, give me that probing question which will then take it further and then the probing question which will take it further and eventually mm -hmm. we end up at a root of something that I'm like whoa like I didn't even expect us to talk about this today but clearly there's a lot there that's you know, interconnected right my habit of being late to things and we ended up bringing that up and like I always thought that was just a really surface level thing and turns out it's not nothing is <laughs> and we ended up getting into it and talking about it for like 30 minutes and that like a lot of you know certain like anger and aggression and like that I have towards the world or myself a lot of it stems from like this self-shame that comes from my being late to everything but why am I always late and it's just like I was like I never expected to talk about that mm -hmm. like I, I didn't even think that was on the forefront of my mind and yet we already are talking about some tools for me to work on with that and you know when I went to hang out with Sophie last night I was early <laughs> Oh my God, look at this. <laughs> it's been really empowering. And um, one of the big things that I, this is a, so like a tangent again, I could literally talk about this for a whole episode because I'm so passionate about learning like self-awareness and mindfulness, but um, as we both are on this podcast. Yeah, listen, absolutely. You know. <laughs> um, but that looking at yourself and what you bring to the table is energy and that energy is neutral. And that if you're having like, you know, really intense, angry outbursts or really intense emotions or really that like, there's nothing wrong with you. You just have to learn how to rechannel your energy. Your energy is not bad. Your energy is not wrong, but it's being, it's being channeled in ways that aren't helping you, you know, so you have finding ways to rechannel that energy without shame or criticism of yourself. And like, that's just been, you know, just like mm. even talking about that has been so helpful. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to continue um, sharing with you guys what I'm learning and what I'm working on. It's been, it's been great. So oh, good. That's a positive development in life. It is. Love that for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
no matter what what where you're at or like I think everyone can benefit from talking with someone or even if you aren't ready to talk to someone one-on-one like even things like mindfulness master classes or like audiobooks or reading books about you know self-wisdom like just so just things to start the conversation with yourself of being aware like mm-hmm. you, know, you can start anywhere or I was gonna say journaling prompts I think mm-hmm. is something that like I think there's so much you could learn just reflecting on yourself and taking the time to actually intentionally like dig at the things that like might bother you or you know why you act a certain way and if you actually sit with it with yourself even like sometimes you do really need like a professional you know sounding board to give you some perspective but sometimes you know like even you with your solo episode last week just talking it out with yourself and giving yourself the time to reflect and like actually dig deeper instead of just like brushing it off and going on to the next task in your day like can uncover so much that you didn't even realize and can really like get you to a place that helps you out in the long run um which I think has a lot to do with gratitude too which is something that I wanted to talk about later in this episode is like the power of journaling which we've talked about in the past but kind of like how specific prompts can really like drive you to a different place in understanding yourself and like getting to that position even if you don't have access to therapy or something like that but thank you for sharing that that's really cool and I'm so proud of you and especially because like like you said last week you're going through a bit of a turbulent time with the entire job situation that you did not foresee and like dealing with life shifting under your feet and such and so it's good to be able to have that like sort of perspective or like therapist to help you through those things while you're dealing with them too I'm sure absolutely you know just even hearing her say I said this last week you know but the average person changes careers seven to nine times like that was so insanely validating just to hear Mm -hmm. that like if I have to you know throw in the towel and start from scratch applying you know like and doing all this stuff like when I've already done that twice now like that's not I'm not there's no failure in that there's no shame like it's literally beyond normal and yeah it's all guiding you towards the path that you're meant to be on, you know, to be excited about each, you know, thing that didn't go how you planned as, as well as the things that do, because it's, it's showing you what is working and not in your life and you're getting to know yourself better. So, but yeah, that's not to say it's not without struggle. And I think the biggest uh, scare for me is financially, just because like, I don't have a, a super big plan. I mean, I'm hoping to get hired somewhere else, you know, but it's, I think that's the scary part is like not, you know, not having that security. Yeah, not having that security. I mean, it's, it's great getting a paycheck deposited into your account every Friday, but you can Mm -hmm. like count on, obviously that's just like one of the staples of living. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I, but, so I'm not like not afraid and I definitely am but at the same time I'm really grateful there we go again saying grateful on this gratitude podcast take a shot Um, every time we mention gratitude in our gratitude episode oh oh my god please do not but also I have every confidence that you will find something like even better for you and that you feel even more fulfilled in and that you could even make more money in or like have a better work-life balance or something else that you need in your life that yeah will actually satisfy that like I think I think that's also something that I need to get better about um, in gratitude and in just like life perspective is just like the, uh, what's it called? I think it's called a just like an attitude of abundance. Like so many people look at things with like an attitude of scarcity where it's like, oh, but I have this job now that 
lets me work from home one day a week. And like, if I lose that job, then I'm going to lose that. And it's like, there's abundance out there of so many other opportunities and doors that can open to that and beyond that and things that you didn't even picture for yourself. And it's so important to keep that in mind and not in a toxic positivity way, but just in a realistic way that like, there's so many things out there and so many doors that you could open that just because you're leaving one thing behind that you might've liked, like, doesn't mean you're walking away from every good thing that will ever happen to you at all. Like there's- Yeah. And you know, limitless good opportunities. (laughs) And there might be something that, yeah, you might lose that one day a week, but you might get something even better. Exactly. You know, I used to think that my toxic ex-boyfriend used to make me breakfast every morning that I would Mm -hmm. stay over with him. And even if I had a Disney shift where I had to leave the house at 6 a.m., he would get up at like 5.30 to make me like scrambled eggs and sausage or whatever before I had to go to Disney. Which I is very nice. Exper- it is nice. A nice factor. And I had never experienced that before in my life. And I mm-hmm. thought, I can never leave this guy because he makes me breakfast in the morning. I will never find this again. I will mm-hmm. never find an- a guy who gets up at 5.30 to make me breakfast when I have to go to Disney. Like this is unheard of. He was also emotionally manipulative and abusive, but I was like, oh, he makes me breakfast, so I need to stay. And two no. things can be true at the same time, like we exactly. talked about. You know, a and good so, thing and a bad thing. And the bad and thing so, can far outweigh the breakfast thing. <laughs> absolutely. And now my point is, is that now I am more happy than I ever thought I could be in a relationship and it looks completely different. And right. Maybe breakfast is not a massive component in our relationship, but like everything that matters is, you know, and so I just that's a another example of an, a mindset of abundance, abundance. That's not a fuck uh, a mind, <laughs> of a what? what was the word of um, astroclass. Yes. <laughs> OK, so sorry. speaking about abundance, you know, like it can apply to so many things in your life, you know, that, yes, sometimes you have to say goodbye to something you thought was the best thing ever. But like, there's so much more. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's that's a great example, too, because it does apply in so many aspects of life, like whether it is a relationship or a job or, you know, a certain dynamic with a friend. I feel like so many people get caught up in those friendships that don't serve them because they're like, oh, but this person, you know, is the only person that would drive me to the airport. That's not true. Like, there are so many like better serving friendships out there that you haven't met yet. And you like, you haven't even met all the people that are going to change your life and you haven't even applied to all the jobs that are going to elevate your career and give you a sense of fulfillment that you don't even know exists yet. And I think that's so important to keep in mind is because when you're always focused on those small things that you think if you lose it, you'll never get it back. Like you're never going to progress because you're always going to be hung up on this like create you're creating a reality that doesn't exist like you're creating a reality where that's the only good opportunity which is just completely false and this isn't even like manifesting mumbo jumbo like this is literally a fact of life that there's just so many things out there and so many people and so many opportunities so yeah and And that's definitely hard to remember sometimes when you are down in the dumps or when you are going through a tough time and just picture a time in the future where you genuinely are in that like happy relationship or a job that you love and that you know has a bunch of opportunities that you didn't think could exist in the same role and all of that and just like work towards that and you will get there or at least get closer to it, I think. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. but it's hard. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I completely agree. And uh, that's a big part of what we want to talk about is, you know, finding the gratitude and that that positive thing when things suck, you know, mm-hmm. and when things are tough and when I like, I don't know what my future looks like right now at all. Um, I do not. But I... I'm still really grateful, you know, 
for what I've learned at this job. And like, even if I'm not going to be working there anymore, like I have learned so much about what I do and don't want for the future and what right. matters to me and what doesn't. And like what I think will help me feel fulfilled in my life and what won't. And, you know, I, yeah, it, it's happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a, it's a good transition to, you know, going into this, this, this gratitude thing that we want to talk about, about finding like you're never gonna you can't wait until something happens to be happy or you can't wait until something happens to be grateful so I'm gonna touch a little bit now just because it, it's it relates to my the master class and uh yes share your master knowledge yes oh my my master knowledge hold on one second <laughs> share your master class with the master class please <laughs> we need some information to but yeah I think that's so I was about to say that's so key <laughs> I know that you would yell at me but again like that is the thing and of course like with all of these conversations, like we do want to acknowledge that, you know, sometimes life just really does suck and like you're dealt a bad hand and it's so hard and it's okay to like wallow in that challenge and like be upset when things go wrong and feel your feelings and not just like immediately. If you didn't listen to that gratitude episode, I would definitely encourage you to go back and listen. It was a year ago now, Thanksgiving week, 2020. Um, But you know, it's so so often people want to default to papering over that negative feeling with like, oh, but there's so much to be grateful for and don't even acknowledge the bad, just focus on the good. And we're trying to get to a place where it's like those things can be true at the same time. Like you can be in a really shitty situation. You can be stuck in a job that is not fulfilling you at all or is like toxic work environment, et cetera. And you can also find things that you're grateful for at the same time so that your entire mind space isn't taken up by this negative challenge in your life like they can coexist at the same time but it's important to be able to still seek out the good and focus on those things because you know you you need to function as a human and I feel like part of being a functioning human is like having things that you're grateful for in life and like even if it's hard to find I think that's why we want to talk about that like Sierra said is that it is so important just to like have motivation you know like you could get sucked sucked into this rabbit hole of negativity and bad circumstances um, and still, you know, acknowledge how hard it is while finding the good that can drive you to like w- keep going forward, essentially, mm-hmm. which sounds um, very deep. And I don't mean that to be like very existential, but <laughs> have you um, heard the story of the two wolves? This is a it's a common when people talk about, you know, gratitude and positivity, you know, that there are two wolves that live inside all of us. There's one wolf that represents the good. He's kind. He's forgiving. He's patient. He's loving um grateful happy the other wolf is angry and jealous and bitter and negative and these two wolves live inside everyone and they're always fighting they're always fighting and this the story is the man was telling this to his son and you know the son asks well of the two wolves you know who wins and the man said the one you feed mm-hmm. and it's not so simple just to say that that means you have to, you know, pretend that the the, the, the angry wolf is not there because it is, you know, it's right. like it's inside all of us. We, ha- we have anger, we have jealousy, we have fear, we have all these things. But if you feed the wolf that is good and kind and positive, and if you feed him with some of these tools, you know, it will make a difference in your life. And it has been making so much difference for me. So this masterclass I've been listening to is by a man named Sean Aker, and it's called Discovering Happiness. And he is a happiness expert. Um, he does TED Talks. He has masterclasses, books. Um, 
he has been spending his life, he started, I think, as a psychotherapist, but he essentially works with people on happiness and how like there are tools to build happiness in your lives. And, and it's it's been so enlightening. I, I loved it with my whole heart. But one of the things he talked about is that gratitude is an essential part of building happiness mm-hmm. and that he didn't exercise with, you know, a ton of people and he did two different control groups. And the first one is he said, so you have to, one of the tools to build happiness every day is through this gratitude of every day. You know, you've heard this before of saying three things that you're grateful for. Classic, you know, that's when yes. we, we've talked about that before. And so he did it with the first group and he said, okay, every day you got to write, say out loud or write down three things you're grateful for. And they, you know, they'd go and they'd be like, okay, my family, my job and my health. And then the next day they'd go through and be like, my family, my job, and my health. The next day, I'm grateful for my family, my job, and my health. You're getting where this is going. Mm-hmm. By the end of a five-week period, their levels of happiness were exactly the same. Nothing had changed. And then he did the group the uh, it again, but he said, okay, every t- every time you do this now, they have to be different every single day. They need to be you can't say the same thing twice and they need to relate to maybe something that happened in that day, like three things that you're grateful for that happened in that day specifically, not just general concepts in your life, because that will make it current and it will make you more appreciative of your day. And when you start to be more appreciative of each individual day, you're, it's going to start to create a pattern of noticing those things. Yeah, specificity um, is really helpful in that. Exactly. So I, so he said, after these people, they started finding new things. For example, I'm grateful that the sun was shining today and I got a little extra walk around the block. I'm grateful that, you know, I, I'm trying to think of an example of something small, like, um, my neighbor got my pack, they picked, got my package on accident and they walked it to my door and delivered it to me. You know, like little things. I'm grateful that the oat milk that the coffee shop had was very creamy and good in my coffee, you know, just yeah, like little, stupid little things. things. And what ends up starting to happen, because I've been practicing this for like three or four weeks now of every time, like trying to tell myself three, noticing three little things in my day that are different every day that I'm grateful for. And of course, that doesn't mean I'm not grateful for my family, my health and my job. But when you think of it as like this, that's not like a current active recognition, you know, so mm-hmm. it could be like, for example, your mom texts you a funny picture of a goat out of the blue and you're like, oh, I'm grateful that she thought to send that to me. You know, that made me smile. You know, that that's mm-hmm. more of an active thing. So with the control group, after doing this, he all the people rated their levels of happiness higher. And what ends up happening is you start then noticing and it's been happening to me, too. Like when little things happen that are exciting, like, oh, wow, I just saw a guy walking two really cute dogs on the street. I'm grateful I got to see them. Like just mm-hmm. little like things in the that moment. You, yeah. That. that you never would notice or like, wow, this passage of my drive usually takes me like 10 minutes. It only took me five. Wow. That's cool. I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that doesn't mean that any of the other stuff I'm going through is not valid because it, it, it all these things I'm noticing have nothing to do with my struggles. Me noticing a cute dog, that I'm grateful I got to see or even pet if I'm on a walk and someone say pet their dog, you know, like I'm grateful that I had that moment. That has nothing to do with the fact that I'm soon to be unemployed. Like it's not even close to related. And so it's like they're, they're existing in completely different spaces. And that is a lot of what we focused on last year on this episode is that 
you know, the attitude of gratitude of it being healthy is when you're not substituting your pain with, you know, saying like, oh, well, yes, I'm going to be unemployed, you know, but at least I have savings. A lot of people don't have savings. You know, that's when it starts to get toxic because you're shaming yourself for feeling something, you know, and comparing your struggle to other people. Yeah, the um, comparison too is like where it gets really Absolutely. Tough. It just gets so negative. So one of the other things that I wanted to share there, I think there were six steps he shared in this masterclass. And um, I'm not going to share everything just because that would, you know, take too long. But another one of the things that I've been practicing is acknowledge after you list your three things, and there can be more than three. Sometimes I'm like excited when there's like, oh, I can think of five. Yeah, great. Say five, say six, you know, even if it's like my latte was extra good today, like you said, or I really liked the shoes I wore today. They made me feel stylish, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But also at the end of the day, acknowledging the most meaningful part of your day. Whatever happened in your day that you're like, oh, maybe it was a conversation you had with a coworker that was deeper than usual, or maybe it was um, an interaction you had with someone on the street, or maybe it was even part of your journaling practice where you unlocked something that you'd never thought of before. But acknowledging mm -hmm. out loud to yourself and saying what the most meaningful part of your day was, he said it, it, in these different studies that they've done, it has proven that finding meaning it will boost your levels of happiness when you find meaning in your life. Hmm. And that by acknowledging something in your day that created meaning, you then start to see meaning in so many more little things. And it creates this practice of finding a deeper purpose in everything that you do, which will equate to higher levels of happiness. So those wow. were just some things that I learned that because it's backed in science, it's really easy to hear it and like, believe it. I mean, there's so many people out there that preach wellness and preach this and that, but these are scientific studies that he has done in his, you know, 30 years of being a happiness specialist, you know, that have really impacted people's lives. And I've been practicing them. And it goes from being a chore because it sometimes right. Oh, I have to think of my three things. It's, be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah, it's not natural. But once you start doing it more often, it it gets fun. And it, it's like, how many little things can I find joy in today? That mm. doesn't mean that this day wasn't shitty, but I'm really working on my personal happiness because it's important to me. So I'm going to laundry list. Okay. I'm going to challenge myself to do 10 things today. I'm just going to prattle off 10 things that happened today that I'm grateful for. And at the end of that, also acknowledge out loud the most meaningful part of my day. I have noticed that some people, I think journaling is really good for them to write things down. For me, I love saying things out loud to myself. So I'll do this in the shower. I'll do this when I'm driving. Anytime where I feel kind of a private time where I can talk out loud to myself. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a self-therapy session, you know, just talking out loud and being like, okay, yeah, let's talk about today. Like that conversation that I had with so-and-so was so meaningful because... And not, don't just, you know, tell yourself why it was meaningful. So those are just a couple things that I've been practicing in the last like four weeks. And I have already noticed a difference in my levels of happiness. And mm -hmm. it's it's just been great because in those moments where something goes really wrong or I'm feeling really down or dejected, I allow myself to feel that and I talk myself through it and what it's bringing up for me and why why is it hurting me and why am I having this reaction and and just understanding all that through mindfulness but then while I'm also doing this separate gratitude and um meaning meaningful practice it's it's made a world of difference so I just wanted to share that with you guys because I think that it's it it, it doesn't take a lot of time mm -hmm. and if you're really this is out of practice for you or you're you, you 
naturally steer towards the negative. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, there's actually a lot he talked about as to why we naturally we're naturally drawn to being negative. And it's because it comes down to biology, you know, from our ancestors. When you look on the negative side, it's to protect you. You're always looking for what could hurt you. You're looking for mm -hmm. predators. You're looking for, you know, what could be a threat in your life. You have to look towards worst case scenario because it keeps you alive. That is why naturally we always go towards worst case scenario. It's, it's a protective mechanism that comes from our ancestors. So if you naturally go towards the negative, you know, you're not stupid. You're not a horrible person. You're not. It's it, it takes active work to kind of retrain yourself out of that. Once you realize we're not at threat of a giant wild boar attacking us, you know, we. But, but the chances are not zero. Either. OK, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> always the comic relief. But can you imagine if somebody like one of our ancestors was always like, oh, well, let's look on the bright side. We don't need to worry about if we have enough food for winter. Let's look on the bright side. Let's like, we'll be fine. There's like, daisies over here we can pick. Yeah. And people would be like, fuck, <laughs> fuck like, off. <laughs> get out of the tribe. Fuck um, off, Lois. Yes. Yeah, so th that's where it, where it comes from. So if you are finding yourself that that's kind of your natural MO, that's you reset back to negative, even start with one thing a day. Um, I challenged one of my friends with this a while ago when they were, you know, going through it. And, you know, I I was just like, maybe, you know, if you want to try this, you know, and not everybody wants to hear this. So I get if it's 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 difficult, you know, to be, you know, you're a little. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, we also have to meet people where they are. And it's like oh, yeah, they have I'm to be willing to if they're, you know, curious about it and want to, you know, try this with you or whatever. Or maybe they are skeptical, but they can at least like try it with you, you know, without like forcing it on them, I think is the key. No, but... people have to be you have to be wanting to make your life better. You have to yeah. be wanting to make a difference. You know, you have to be ready to try something. But if you're at that stage, but it sounds like what I just said sounds like a lot. Try with literally one thing at the end of the day or when you're driving home or when you're in the shower just a moment to yourself be like okay what is one thing that I'm grateful for today one little thing that happened and start with that and then maybe in a week you can try two and then mm -hmm. maybe in three and then weeks throughout the day like implementing it while you're on your walk or something when you actually see things in the moment because it honestly is like you are literally rewiring your brain like it's you about are. creating new neural pathways that will seek out those positive things and i think something we talked about which could be interesting to like delve into the science more and maybe the masterclass that you've taken does this um but we touched on it last year and i would be curious just to learn more about like how some people are just more predisposed to those positive like gratitude kind of mindsets because personally for me I've always found that I'm someone who chronically does look on the bright side and like in a way that maybe could be, you know, toxically positive sometimes. And I'm always that person or always that friend where sometimes you might want to punch them in the face because they're always like, oh, but at least you have this or like blah, blah, blah. And like I do realize that it can be bad sometimes. But I feel like I am just a little more predisposed to having that mindset. And I think what you mentioned about the um, self-preservation thing really makes a lot of sense because I don't really have a very healthy sense of self-preservation. <laughs> yeah, and that that he did talk about that. And it is the thing that people are literally wired different. So if somebody mm -hmm. has a really easy time looking on the bright side or you know, saying, oh, I can roll with the punches, it'll all work out their neighbor could literally have the exact same life circumstances and it could be so much harder for them. Right. And so that, it's, and you can't compare yourself to like their no. mindset 
and where like, they're at. We in can't their all be too. Ned Flanders, you know, and mm-hmm. I think Ned Flanders has a lot of unpacked trauma personally, but like that's a story for another time. Anyway, yes. but I think <laughs> let's do an entire episode dissecting the psychology of Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders. Please. <laughs> yes, please. Um, but also with that too, um, what I was going to say is I think it honestly relates to a lot of things though, because remember when we were doing our traveling episode and we were talking about like that someone was asking for advice about like traveling alone and how not to be afraid and stuff. And I was like, I don't really know what to tell you because I genuinely just don't have that like innate fear. I think it is all tied together of this like my brain. And this sounds really annoying because I don't mean it in a like I'm elevated way because everyone's just different. But like I think I do err on that sometimes overly positive, overly optimistic side where I might be in more dangerous situations and not feel that there is a lot you can do to work on it if you do notice it being a problem in your life. Like you were saying, Sierra, with like finding the little gratitude and working up to it if it is really, really challenging for you to seek out those things naturally or like you don't find yourself noticing them or you find that you notice the bad things a lot more often or like those, you know, things that make you worried or give you anxiety, like that kind of thing. And I'm not talking about like clinical anxiety, just like the feeling of anxiety. But Mm -hmm. um, I think it is important to acknowledge that like there is a lot you can do and there is a lot of power in like having those little habits and building those Mm -hmm. new neural pathways that drive you to kind of just rewire your brain to look at the positive things more. But at the same time, you can't expect that you're going to be just like the next person who just might have a little bit of a different you know, brain chemical makeup, like everyone is starting from a different place with gratitude too. So it's important to just, I think that's why it's important to focus on yourself and like stay in your own lane and compare yourself to where you were a year ago, instead of comparing yourself to your neighbor who might just be different. And that goes with like our whole toxic gratitude conversation last year of like, oh, but like you see someone who's in a worse place than you who like is still didn't move up in their job in their hometown or something. And then you use that to make yourself feel better when that's not really useful either because you're putting someone else down to lift you up like I think that's why it's so important to just compare yourself to you you know 20 years ago 20 days ago whatever it is and not to someone else so it's I've been working on that so much with every aspect of my life like you know I've been kind of leaving the acting stuff for now as we've been discussing obviously over the last forever but like (laughs) when I see somebody else you know, who was in my graduating class, who's still pursuing it and who is still, you know, writing and directing their own indie films and who is, you know, going on these auditions to see them not as like, oh, well, if they could do it, why can't you do it? Because they're not me. I am not them. Their needs are different than my own. Maybe they thrive on that life of having every day look different and living out of a suitcase. Maybe they thrive on that. I do not. And that is okay. My brain works differently. I work differently. I am cut out for a different life. And Mm -hmm. to accept that and to realize that is beyond empowering when, you know, I have been trying for so long to push myself into a hole, you know, like a square peg in a round hole situation where I don't fit. a SpongeBob shaped hole when you're a person. Yes. When I'm shaped like Patrick Starr. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So um, it's, that goes for everything. So, you know, comparing your gratitude practice to someone else's does you no good, you know, start with where you're at. And the biggest thing is to make it a habit doing it every day you know like even if it's like the littlest thing like I'm grateful my car started today awesome like Mm -hmm. even if it's the littlest thing that you take for granted so often yeah I have made it a challenge with myself now that I've been doing this for a few weeks to find 
um, almost it's like a challenge. And I will always say them out loud to myself. Obviously, I can't do that if I'm like in the middle of a crowded room in like a work meeting. I will kind of say them to myself quietly. But like if I'm able to say them out loud, I have found that it makes it that much more like it hits more when I say it feels it out more loud. tangible. Exactly. Yeah. If I'm on a walk and I'm like, wow, that is a beautiful bunch of roses. I am so grateful I got to see that today. And I'll say it out loud to myself. Like, I don't care who hears me. I'm just <laughs> like, people walking by are like, okay, there's a crazy lady with a gratitude. <laughs> you're talking about her roses again. But I don't care. Like it is, it's so fun for me. I think that is so important. I think that can help so many people, especially because you were coming from a place where you found that you did compare yourself a lot and you did fall into that trap of like you know having that why am I not there and like focusing on negative things like that which is very easy to do and like it's natural like we said it's literally human nature so you shouldn't be upset at yourself for defaulting to that but just like I think it's inspiring to hear that even in just a couple weeks like you've made so much progress with yourself where you notice a difference and like you notice yourself you know your brain going to the good things more and like it's second nature now and like how it can just form a habit in such little time, just a small mm -hmm. change that doesn't take that much effort. Another thing that I really wanted to share from this masterclass is, you know, and this is, you know, I think happiness and gratitude are very linked, but this is kind of more on the subject of happiness mm -hmm. is that you can't wait for something to happen or like to get to a certain milestone or to a certain step before you can be grateful or you can be happy. Like, mm -hmm. I think I have fallen into that trap so many times. Like, you know, oh, once I, you know, get this gig or once I get my big break acting, then I'll be happy. Once I can, you know, get out of restaurant work, then I'll be happy. Once exactly, because you're externalizing that factor instead of like finding it internally to drive you. Like you're trying to impose it on some external factor, just assuming that it'll make you happy when you can't actually predict how things will make you feel. Like Exactly. And so also off. you can't, he said in his studies and in all the time, you know, that he has worked with people and, you know, done personal therapy and everything he's done, success never equals happiness. Success never equals happiness. He said that he got the opportunity to do a sit down with Oprah and he sat down with Oprah and they were talking and he was asking her, like, you know, at the height of her career, she had just written her second book and, you know, she was the star of daytime television, like all these things. And, he, you know, he's like, how happy were you expecting that someone like Oprah, who's got all the money in the world, all of the network in the world, like resources, inc resources, incredible everything and like just wrote a book and has this show and changing the world. And she said that she was incredibly depressed that her mm. book wasn't doing as well as she thought. She felt lonely. She felt empty. Somebody might look at, you know, where she is in the world and think, well, if I could get to where Oprah is, like, I would never be depressed. I would be so happy. And in every single case, success never equals happiness. Why do you see like, you know, people like Justin Bieber, who you think have the entire world, who just make song after song about how they're lonely and depressed? Because success never equals happiness. But if you can through a daily practice and through small habits. And like you said, rewiring those neural pathways to find little bits of gratitude and things that you're grateful for and happy about in where your life is exactly as it is right now without anything changing, you will find success because mm -hmm. success does not equal happiness, but finding real happiness will allow you to find real success. And that was like one of the bottom lines that he left me with. And I was just like crying. I'm like listening to this like audiobook while I'm like crying on the 405. Just like this is, this is like, it's everything I've needed to hear.
you know. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's really like impacted you a lot, which is so Yeah, I mean, I would apologize for getting so emotional and like in depth oh. about it, but I'm not going to because like I I I mean it and I I think if it helped me so much, there are so many people who it could help and I'm just going to read his name again. I mean, there are so many of these classes that are great. But, um his name is uh Sean Aker spelled S H A W N last name Aker A C H O R. He is a world-renowned happiness expert, and uh, he has, like I said, TED Talks and books and all these things, but um, Mm -hmm. the masterclass I found is on the Calm app. I subscribed, or my dad actually got it for me as a gift, but um, a year-long subscription for the Calm app, which is like a mental health space app, and he originally got it for me with the purpose of me getting into meditation, which I have tried, and I I have really struggled to get into it. Um, I would like to try more now that I've made some progress, but it's more, I discovered that they have this whole section of free masterclasses. Well, they're not free. I mean, they're included in the price of the app, obviously, Mm -hmm. but all these master classes that are like six part series and his is on there as one of them, but you can also listen to his Ted talk or get his book or anything like that. Um, but I highly recommend it. It's made a huge difference for me. And, uh, there's also different ones on, on gratitude practices from various people as well. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. No, those are definitely like incredibly useful tools and like a good way to just have a different perspective on things. Like you might think that, Oh, like some, self-help person won't know how to help me blah 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 but you never know how just like hearing a different way that someone looks at something might completely shift how you look at it too and might have like such a profound impact on you absolutely and I'm, I'm usually I can find myself being very resistant to advice sometimes if I don't hear the science behind it but if mm-hmm. someone gives me like scientific examples or like proof behind something I just naturally feel like I'm like okay I'm, I'm, I'm gonna really listen to this and he talks about like these psychological studies that have been done that have proven that these things work Mm -hmm. and I'm like all right well if they worked for you know 400 people in this study he did in 2010 then I'm gonna give this a try and maybe that's just my own personal stubbornness but uh if you're somebody that's like well I don't want to listen to a bunch of like Huju mumbo jumbo like I want to not based in science yeah yeah I feel that I'm the same way all of these things are based in like scientific like study and, and and you know like you said like uh neuro or what is the word i'm looking for um, neuro neuropsychology oh yes um also i wanted to kind of build on that a little bit with something else that's tangible i know that journaling is like the most generic tool that everyone says and it's very easy to harp on but like sierra said for her personally she likes saying things out loud or like noticing things in the moment but for a lot of people you know maybe something like journaling could help or just like making notes in your phone throughout the day of little things that you notice or even like I feel like just walking through your day, if you see something like a cute dog or just something that makes you smile, just take a photo of it and just like have that moment of acknowledgement and then make an album in your phone of all the things that you were grateful for, like that you stumbled on that made you slightly happier. And just scrolling through that, I think can be so, again, very small ways that are very easy, but can actually have an impact on you. And I remember one year when I was in high school, I did this thing where Um, every time something like good happened, it was kind of an inadvertent gratitude journal. I didn't look at it that way, but I was just like, I'm going to do this thing this year. And I made this jar and it said 2012 on it with all of these, like, you know, I doodled all over it and shit. And throughout the entire year, every time like something, you know, cute happened that day or something that made me laugh or smile or someone did something nice for me or little things like that, I would just write it down and throw it in the jar and like not look at it again. And then at the end of the year, 
And sometimes I would like fall off of it and forget about it or whatever. And then sometimes I'd be like, oh, there's like five things that happened last month that I forgot to write down, you know? And so varying degrees, I forgot about so many of the things. And then at the end of the year, I opened up the jar and I went through and one by one, just read all of these little tiny moments that made my year so special. And it completely transformed. And again, like that's different too, because it's like at one day looking back at it instead of continuously revisiting, which I feel like is probably Mm -hmm. more effective. But even having that one day and one moment of sitting down, and you could do that, look back at them later too, of just all the small moments that, you know, you might, they might fall through the cracks of day-to-day mundane life as you're going through and working and being annoyed at your job or your partner, whatever it is. But having those small things that you collect in a jar and looking back at them, like it's so, so meaningful and like such a great way to look at your life too. Because life really is like a collection of small moments that make it great. And they're not these like big successes and huge milestones that you think they're going to be. Because like you said, like those aren't the things that actually are going to make you happy, but finding the happiness in the little things and in the day to day that you collect and acknowledge is really what's going to reshape your whole mindset and your life and your outlook on life essentially. So um, that's something that's really helpful if that's like a tactic that you think would really resonate with you. That's or a really journaling. cool project. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm I don't sure even know. That... I think I saw it on Tumblr, honestly. That's really cool though. <laughs> when I was in high school, I wish I had them still because they were paper notes. So I probably lost them or I don't know where they were, but I should have like taken photos of them or something. But anyway, so yeah, just like writing notes in your phone or journaling a good way to do it is to use prompts because sometimes like we talked about in the past journaling can be very daunting and you're like i'm just worried about what my future self is going to think when i'm reading this or when someone is collecting things from my biography and i'm dead what are they going to think of it um but having prompts is really really helpful and honestly some of the best prompts i think are like things like okay there's generic ones that are like what's something that made you smile today that's what we said this entire thing Or, you know, what are three priorities in your life right now? I don't know if I would actually use that. But something that I actually did probably a couple months ago now that I found so therapeutic in journaling is like, what are five things that I'm grateful that are in my life now that I didn't have five years ago? And that will Mm. really make you think about all the progress you've made. And that's when you're like comparing yourself to your past self and acknowledging the things that you've done that you're so, so proud of that maybe you didn't give yourself the proper beat in your life to actually take stock of and like really feel how proud of yourself you are for accomplishing them and that you take for granted now. And I think that that's so essential to gratitude is going through life and collecting the moments and collecting the things that you maybe, you know, you accomplish them, but then you're on to the next thing and you're not really thinking about it and like actually sitting down and writing out how it made you feel when you accomplished it and why you're proud that you have it now or why you're grateful that it's in your life now. It will completely change your day and probably more than your day. Like I think. That's awesome. Yeah. Again, I feel like you can do that on different scales too. You know, it can be like um, writing about one person you met this month that really you're glad is in your life now or that you've become really good friends with or things like that, like the things that you've gained along the way. And while there might be pitfalls and there might be challenges and struggles along the way, like focusing on the good things that you've acquired on this journey, on this past year, on this past phase of life, since you graduated college, whatever time frame it is, like having those times where you just take stock with yourself and really acknowledge it and write it down 
or you can talk about it. You can record a mini podcast for yourself on your computer when you're home alone and just listen back to it later. Like no one's going to know. I think it's just important to realize what's going to actually make you feel the best and what's actually Mm -hmm. going to stick for you because yeah, you might try and implement someone else's habit that just doesn't work for you. And that's okay because we're all different. We're all starting from a different place, but just like trying different things and focusing on small steps because it will become easier as it becomes more of a habit and just finding what actually will make you feel better and actually changes the way that you think and um, rewires and, your brain. And the biggest will. thing about, like you said, rewiring your brain is making something a habit. So if you, for me, like journaling, I can't do that while I'm driving, obviously. And I spend so much time driving every day that like a big thing for me is when I'm alone in my car, I can talk out loud. And so I can, you know, say these things or like mm-hmm. go through my practice. And that's how I made it a habit was I would always do it while I was driving. You know, but we're an accountability uh, buddy. Or if you could jump on the phone with your cousin or exactly, something, exactly. Yeah, do you could do yeah. an accountability thing. You know, share with your partner at the end of the day, or you know, if you find that you know the first thing you want to do in the morning is like read or journal, then like yeah, just like throw that into your practice. But you know, obviously there will be times where you forget, mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, the goal is to have progress, not perfection. But at the same time, if you like. F- like try to be realistic so that you can make it a habit. If you think like, what is something you actually can see yourself, you know, finding five minutes for every day, you know, and then, and, you know, starting there. So exactly. Well, I think we had quite an episode today. I did not think that it was going to go this deep, but I feel like those are my favorite episodes of ours when we, like literally today, we were like, oh, what are we going to talk about? Our, you know, topic that we thought we were going to do kind of fell through. Uh, Let's pull something together. But then we actually just like start talking and get into deeper discussions. And it's so, uh, I feel rejuvenated. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's really fulfilling. And I, and not only because I get to share this with you, but I, I feel like, if I can like, or what we say, if what we say can reach one person that's struggling, like then everything is worth it, you know, totally. and it just feels so, I just feel so grateful we have this space, like we have this platform to, you know, talk about these things. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Say grateful one more time in this podcast. <laughs> grateful, grateful. Okay. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. If you're in the US and you celebrate, if you were in Canada and you had yours last month, if you're in a different country that doesn't even have Thanksgiving, then just take some time to be grateful for your own life. And maybe on Thanksgiving Day, just like start there and implement that practice because that's what the holiday is supposed to be about, you know? I feel like everyone does that tradition where it's like, oh, well, we're scooping the potatoes. Go around the table and say what you're grateful for. I have often felt the pressure to say like the big, the big things that everybody always says, like, oh, I'm grateful for my family and I'm grateful for my health (laughs) and I'm grateful for my My job. Like, but why don't you challenge yourself this year to say something that like is a smaller thing that's had a really meaningful impact on your life? Like, I'm really grateful that I've started taking 10 minute walks every day. So I get to see the nature in the world and it helps clear my head fantastic like w- challenge yourself to say something or that, challenge like, your whole family to do that too yeah something that is different than what you are kind of expected to say something that really maybe you didn't realize has made such an impact on you or you know whatever it may be maybe it's that you have a nice chat with the barista at your favorite coffee shop every morning you know like maybe that's mm-hmm. what you're really grateful for you know so yeah or something that like you're grateful for that maybe you don't like verbalize very much like something that your parents did for you like that would probably mean so much to them if you acknowledge something that like they you know gave you a gift that changed your life like a calm app subscription or something like that mm-hmm. like and that'll make them so happy to to realize like how they were able to impact you so I think also to like bringing yeah, other Dad, people thank into you for it that. yes shout out to Randy um but I think the more that you can 
make your own gratitude journey something that you bring other people on and like show other people how much they mean to you too or like the small things they do and how they really affect you that'll only just make it snowball from there and like make other people feel good and want to do the same thing it's kind of like a chain reaction sort of thing so anyway thank you all so much for listening to this episode we had such a great time hanging out and chatting about all things gratitude and suitcase wheels with you suitcase <laughs> wheels day. i forgot that was literally the same episode we've been talking know, for so long like we've been on quite an arc this episode we but. truly have a journey a journey on cobblestones if you will yes thank you for joining us and our why do i keep forgetting the word assessment no as astroclast Asterclass. Thanks for coming on our Asterclass, everyone. And we are here every Tuesday to talk about all things life, your 20s, growing up, figuring shit out, and um, trying to- Personal growth. Yes, personal growth along the way. So we love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already, we upload every Tuesday on Fingers Crossed, every platform you could ever think of, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I don't know if it's everyone. I think it's most of them, though. (laughs) Well, we're going to pretend. We're going to fake it till we make it. So go listen. I don't know what other obscure platforms you're listening on. Well, you can also, if you aren't already, follow us on Instagram at FingersCrossedPod. And if you aren't on Instagram and want to reach out to us, you can send us an email, which is FingersCrossedPod at gmail.com. And we're so grateful you guys are here with us this week. So thanks for being our listeners listeners and also like we're so grateful even if you don't necessarily comment on everything and like give us your entire assessment of every episode but even the people that are just silently listening along with us every week and like hanging out with us and don't say anything like we're so grateful for you too and like it really does mean a lot and every time you share with your friends or post it on your story or spread the word somehow or even just listen like we really do appreciate you and um having this community so thank you all absolutely thank you we love you and we'll be here next week and until then Keep your fingers crossed. And Elvis has left the building. (laughs) Who?